All right, what's up, guys? I'm back for another episode. Uh, the last episode, the cherry on top to this uh, whole journey to my one to my first wedding anniversary, one year wedding anniversary with the love of my life, Morgan. Um, thank you so much for hanging in there. Thank you so much for your comments. Thank you so much for opening up to me. A lot of you guys, especially some men, uh, have been messaging me, opening up, thanking me for uh, talking and because uh, it's helped them uh, find clarity and closure and just a whole bunch of stuff that I did not ever expect. Um, and it's truly heartwarming. Uh, so look, I'm going to get on with the show. And uh, so first things first, Landon. So now to kind of summarize uh, from last episode, for those who missed it, we, uh, I, got, I, I proposed to her, we planned out the wedding. My, basically my stepfather really helped, well, really helped me open up my eyes to like just how fucking expensive weddings get. And, um, we had this dream wedding that was about $60,000 that ended up going down to $5,000 due to COVID. Basically everything that we planned for our wedding, um, went to fucking shit. Thanks to COVID, but we still got married anyways. And looking back at it now, we wouldn't change a single thing except that we would have loved to have our loved ones there, right? But uh, everything went smoothly considering the circumstances. And uh, I was working close to 14 hours a day, seven days a week with from uh, 2019 to 2020. I probably took off about 15 whole days because I just slaved away at Costco. I made a boat ton of money. I'm finally happy where I'm at. Um, and so fast forward, we, we didn't go to Hawaii. We went to Key West and then from Key West to Miami. We lived the life. We, 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 we had a great honeymoon considering the circumstances. All this throughout covid and uh, here we are now. Uh, we tried to have a kid the first time. We we're just basically drunk, and uh, we got the, um, the the test done, the, the the pregnancy test. It didn't. We didn't expect the, us to get pregnant right away. And then when the test showed up that uh, we weren't pregnant, it kind of stung me a bit. I kind of got nervous to make sure if like I was. I thought my dick was broken, and. Um, yeah, so that was that was that. Here we are now. And Landon is fucking born. Landon's beautiful. He has a fucking dome of a head, this kid, just like his dad. This guy's head is so fucking big. He looks like a bobblehead. Uh beautiful, healthy baby boy. Super cool kid, too. Like he cries when he's hungry, he cries when he's uncomfortable, and then he goes to bed. Like uh Yeah, so um The coolest thing I like about these podcasts is that it, it gets me, first off, I, I plan this out. I plan an hour of my day where I get to think about my life. And this may sound kind of like, okay, and, but like this may sound kind of uh, weird to say, but 
You see, the older you get, the more responsibilities that you have and the more priorities that uh, you have to respect. And uh, life flies by. Time flies. And so the one thing I love about these podcasts is that it gives me an opportunity to kind of reflect on everything. Because, yeah, within a year, we got married and we got pregnant and we have Landon. So, um, yeah, a lot of shit has happened. And so... Um, I'll just briefly go, uh, about this. I'm not going to go into pure detail of like everything. Cause it's not, nothing extravagant happened. Right? Like we had sex, my dick, my dick works. My swimmer is swim, shoot or shoot. And Morgan got pregnant. Uh, but, uh, there's one thing that happened. Our beloved Tio, uh, our wiener dog, for those who, uh, saw my stories on Instagram, Tio was basically our child, right? For those who have animals, there are fur babies, right? And Morgan adopted Tio, rescued Tio, because uh, he was a tortured, uh, he was like used to breed and all that stuff. And I wasn't in Morgan's life at that time, but this was Morgan's baby, man. And he, they were tied, glued to the hip. And Tio, let's just say he was a, he was a little bit of a prince. I had to come home in between clients to make sure he was okay. He didn't go up the stairs. He didn't go for walks. He just pissed in the house, pissed on his pee pad, and he was high maintenance. Um, and it just out of the blue, man. Because uh, you know when wiener dogs, uh, they they're prone to get uh, herniated discs, and uh, that's what happened. But this time it was very different. Um, so at this point, we're married. We just got back from our honeymoon. Uh, we're living the married life. And I was going over to my best friend's cottage at the time. We're all going to my best friend's cottage at the time. And um, he, this is like in October, I believe. And uh, uh, Tio got his disc. Uh, he fucked up. He got hurt, whatever. And uh, he was showing some paralysis. And uh, yeah, things were very different. Keep in mind, we weren't pregnant. Well, we, we, we were trying. This is our second time now. We didn't find out uh, that we're pregnant yet, right? And uh, so anyways, one thing led to another. We brought him to the emergency. And just like that, the vet told us, uh, yeah, this one's very bad. He's paralyzed. But we could offer the surgery, this and that. And this is like all way too quick, right? We did not expect. We knew this day would come. We kept on talking about babe, you know, with a kid, once we, once we're pregnant, you know, this is going to be kind of hard for Tio to kind of, uh, uh, this is going to be hard on Tio. It's going to be hard on us. Cause Tio was very high maintenance. And we were like, we could do anything. We, we could, if we put our minds to it, we'll do it. You know what I mean? Like we're us as humans, we are resilient. We are born. We are born with resiliency. We are born to adapt to change. And that's a fact. So I was okay with it. Morgan was okay with it. And all of a sudden we're in this fucking office and the, the vet and the vet is being like, you know, she's talking to us like a vet and my heart is pumping. And like, I know, uh, this is bad. And this is the first time I, I grew up with dogs and I've grew grown up with, you know, my dogs passing away. But this is the first time that I have, this is the first time in my life that I have to be there for my wife. Like, this is the hardest moment up to now in our lives. As a couple and as a man, I have to be that protector. I have to be that safety blanket for my, for my, for my partner because her baby, 
the doctor just basically said, yeah, this is the end of the end is here in a way. And this was for, this is a first time for me. And I was playing this in my head for at least a good year. Cause Tia was like 12 years old here. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I told the vet, uh, politely, I said, look, if you could please, uh, uh, rhetorically speaking here, um, take a step outside of your vet clothes and talk to us like a human being. And she said, um, this is it. She said, look, T.O. is, uh, we could do the surgery. It's going to cost about $15,000. And the chances of him going back to normal is very slim. He's going to be peeing in a bag. You're going to have to walk him. You're going to have to like do physio with him. You're going to have to squeeze his bladder for him to piss. It was like a shit show. And it's like, yo, like ain't no one wants to live like that. My guy, T.O. ain't going to want to live like that. Um, and just, just thinking about it is getting me emotional. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, Morgan's world, you just, I, I just saw my wife's world just come crashing down. <clears throat> Married or not, there's always going to be highs and lows, right? There's the whole thing about the whole honeymoon phase, right? Everyone's in this honeymoon phase, but when they're seeing each other, all is well, and then the first argument happens or something bad happens and we all run away. And it's like, uh, I couldn't run from this as much as I just wanted to fast forward the shit part. I had to be, I, I had to, this was the first time in my life, I don't, I don't want to sound dramatic here, but losing your dog, losing your animal, losing your baby ain't nothing. They, like, even though it's just a fur baby, ain't, like it's the shittiest like it, it, like it's the mo- one of the most memorable moments of your life cuz this fucking grows man like you grow from this experience and so man i just held her and held her and held her and she cried and she cried and we all cried and it was like bro so just like that we had a moment with our with our tio and he was comfortable and um Um, what's getting me emotional is just seeing my wife talk to him. That was the hardest part because my wife saved his life. She's, uh, she was his hero, you know? So, um, and for six years of Morgan's life, you know, Morgan was a mom. Whether you like it or not. Well, you know, for uh, like only people who have animals know this, right? So, uh, you know, some people may not have actual kids, but some people may have a lot of dogs or a lot of animals. And if you guys are one of these people who are listening, you guys are parents. And uh, we just saw our 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 child uh, slowly pass away, and it was the hardest. It was the hardest moment in our life. And just like a family member just got sucked on the... <clears throat> like a part of our life just got swept away. And I was really scared that uh, we would change for the worse. 
And I, so I made sure that that was not going to happen. So um, luckily for me, I had a couple, I, I had some money stashed away for like an emergency or whatever. So I made sure I bought the whole thing for Teal, man. I got, we made a little corner for him. The whole paw print. And these guys were so good. The vet, the veteran, the veterinary, the the veterans, the veterinarian, veterinarians. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Sorry. I'm just thinking about it right now. It's getting me emotional. As you can tell, I'm sorry. Um, They were so good, man. And like, if you, if there's any vets listening to this right now, shout out to you guys, bro. Because like, you know, everyone signs up to all like a bunch of women. Like I know my sister wanted to be a vet when she was younger because she loves animals, bro. As, as you get older, all you fucking do is like put animals down because people don't have enough money to pay for the surgery. And it's, it's such a shit fucking industry, bro. And you guys are so mentally tough and you guys are beautiful, amazing people, really so anyways, that's what happened, and uh, oh, it just sucked the life out of us, and then um, Tio showed up in the weirdest way possible, because three days later, or two days later, Morgan got pregnant, <laughs> uh, and that was like, we, and right off the bat, and I remember telling Morgan, and Morgan and I were telling each other, like, imagine if we got pre- All we need now is for us to get pregnant. And that was a sign that Tio was like, I'm ready to leave. And at this, you guys, I'm ready to leave and to look over you guys because you guys are now ready to, t- to be parents to a baby now. Like, my time has come. And so basically what we, what we, like the running gag is like Morgan got pregnant and Tio was in Morgan's belly. And um, I, I'm a firm believer of like everything happens for a reason. And this was like a, like a, this was at this point of our lives, this was like the biggest message ever uh, 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 of saying, of showing that everything happens for a reason. And as soon as Morgan gave me the stick, and I saw it, I cried, and I immediately thought of Tio. It was just so weird how the world works, man. And so all of a sudden, I'm going to be a fucking dad, bro. And um, it was just so cool. It was like a... And so all of a sudden, first things first, that well, you know, first thing that's happened is, okay, I'm going back to work. At this point, like, I'm still at Costco and Costco Rico, and they're offering overtime still, and I'm not working anywhere near as much as I used to. But um, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm saving up. I'm, I'm saving up for, uh, for Landon. And uh, we, we had a bunch of names that we wanted. Uh, we love uh, country names like Lincoln, Landon. We wanted a name that ended with N just because, I don't know, Justin, Morgan, and then N. Like obviously not the name N, but like it just sounded good under our, our roof. And um, Morgan already had like 600 names for each gender, so... I didn't really have a say in it. Well, I did, but you know what I mean. 
And uh, so that was that. And that's basically it. Like, I'm not, look, I'm going to be real here, man. Uh, I'm not trying to make this as cute as possible. I'm not trying to make this as like, as if we're living in a fucking fantasy land or like, this is all like one big dream. This is my life. This is our life with Morgan. This is the life of Justin and Morgan. And so this is, this is the last episode for this, right? So you guys are probably expecting like some wicked plot twist or some big extravagant thing. Look, uh, I'm not going to repeat what happened with Landon, like this whole procedure with Landon, because uh, I made it with my first dad cast. If you guys want to scroll down to my episodes, I, made, I saw the, my first dad cast, uh, and I talk about that, that experience. I'm going to talk about relationships, okay? Um, this might be short and sweet, uh, and I don't at all want to sound like a relationship coach or a dating expert, whatever. I just want to sound like a guy who's been through a lot of relationships, I have dated a lot of women and Morgan knows all this for fuck's sakes. We grew up together in high school. I dated every single girl in in school almost and teachers. I'm just joking, but I did sleep with a substitute teacher. Oh fuck. I'm not going to name who not in school, but I soon, I feel like the the week I graduated, no joke. Anyways, uh, I'm not naming names, but, um, yeah, I've been through it all, man. Uh, I, I've not been through it all, but I've been through shit. And so now, you know, with Instagram and social media being at its height, and it, here's the thing, guys, social media is not, not only is it not leaving, but it's going to get even bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with other platforms to post your fucking highlight reels. So with that being said, a lot of people uh, have been telling us like, oh, you and Morgan are couple goals. And you guys are just so perfect. How do you do it? Here's the fucking thing that you guys got to understand. First off, we really appreciate it. We really do. Because if there's one thing that I pride myself on is the content that I post on my social media is me through and through. If there's one thing that I've uh, built. Sorry about that again, guys. It cut. Like I was saying, if there's one thing that I pride myself on is uh, I am transparent. I'm as transparent as it could be. And the reason why I say that about Morgan and I is that, well, Morgan doesn't really post as much. Um, Keep in mind, if it wasn't for Morgan, I'd be posting a fuck ton more content. But Morgan doesn't want but uh, I got to respect that. I think that's like a girl thing, whatever. But, um, uh, and the reason why I say uh, I pride myself on being as transparent as possible is because social media, you could be, and I'm, everyone knows this, or maybe people who don't really know this, maybe you really have to hear this. You could literally be anybody you want on social media, right? And I'm not saying uh, yes, you could be uh, you could be a guy being a woman online, whatever. And there's a lot of cases of that, 
right? This whole uh, like catfish shit. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Mind you, that is fucked up. Um, but I'm talking about. You could post your whole life of all the coolest shit and all the most interesting stuff online. But in reality, it's, you are the farthest person from that. And that is a very, very, very big problem. And as a trainer, I'm now, I'm still a trainer, by the way, uh, I know uh, in my last episodes, I've been saying how I quit training and all that stuff. I'm still a trainer. I'm even more, well, fuck, I created a fucking fitness podcast, right? I've been, I've been seeing this through uh, adults to teenagers to even children. And whether it's on Twitch, whether it's on like you know, all these gaming uh, streaming sites, it's just, and it's cool. Like, look, you, like if, if life sucks, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. Like life sucks. Life isn't supposed to be great all the fucking time. It's up to us to make it how we want it, to make our life how we want to make our life. And the downside about social media and how social media and how we created this relationship to social media, we, some people have this relationship to social media as an outlet, as an escape route to what is really going on with in our hearts and in our minds. Like we forget about what's happening. Now keep in mind, it's always, I feel it's very important to have a source where you could just forget about everything for an hour or two, like the gym, fitness, uh, going for walks, uh, just without your cell phones. However, using social media as an exit, exit route to reality is what's making your life more fucked up. And this is what I'm trying to say. Like, like a great example of this, like all these fucking social media influencers, like we're in this day and age where there's social media influencers. And this is what pisses me the fuck off. I know a lot of social media influencers, right? Um, Some of them are great. They're all great people. Like, I'm not like, I'm not a bunch of you guys like, yo, what the fuck do you have? uh, Do you have against them? I don't have nothing against you guys. Here's what I'm trying to say though. There are social media influencers who are known as just being literally the most like a super attractive person. Oh, this girl is just, she's so beautiful. Here's the worst thing about this. Okay. If you are known on social media and if you are an quote unquote influencer on social media for being the most beautiful person. That is the biggest amount of pressure that you have to hold. And that is the shittiest fucking way to be known for. I am really sorry because there is not a single fucking person who's listening to me right now who wakes up 
wanting to be the most beautiful fucking person. I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to get up and be the most beautiful person for everyone to see. And then here you are, push come to shove. You got 200, 300, 400. I know people, I dated a woman who had 500,000. She now has like 3 million followers. I'm not going to say who. This is a long time ago. She was known for being a monster energy drink girl. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to lie. Was she fucking sexy? Hell yeah. You know, she, but like, like, did I date, like, bro, I, um, Eskimo brothers with PK Subban. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying this to, to, to brag here, but it's like the what you see online is never what you see in real life, and you guys have to fucking understand that shit. And this is why I'm. This is why I was emphasizing on this honeymoon phase. Social media is nothing but a honeymoon phase. You are dating what you expect the woman to be simply from what you see on social media. So if you're a woman or a man who's known as the hottest guy or the most beautiful woman and you get all these people following you you because you have all these suggestions of like what to wear, this and that, like outfit of the day shit, I'm so sorry for you because that is a useless amount of pressure that you now have to maintain on days where you don't feel like it uh, and days where you just like, it's not fucking reality. It is not. And yeah, cool. You're endorsed by clothing brands. You're endorsed by all this shit. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, we all know, I know, You're waking up feeling the exact same way that everyone else in this world feels. But thanks to social media and thanks to this image that we all portray, we all neglect. And that is our feelings. We all want to have the dream life. We all want what they have. Here's the thing, guys. There is always going to be someone smarter than you, taller than you, skinnier than you, stronger than you. There's always going to be someone in the room that has something a little bit more than what you have. Either in front of you physically, but definitely out there in the social media world. There is temptation being thrown at us, guy or girl, every single time we go on social media. There is always going to be a girl that has nicer eyes than your significant other. There's always going to be a girl that has a certain feature that's like more apparent, more better than like, there's always going to be someone quote unquote better. And that's the cold, hard truth. Now, am I saying that there are harder, there, there are harder people that, than Morgan? Look, I'm not trying to say that. Like, I could say there's not a single person that's more beautiful than Morgan. I could say that. I could sound really fucking cheesy right now, like everyone else does. But in reality, bro, there's fucking 
model babes all kinds. I can name two fucking Victoria's Secret models right now that are fucking scorching hot. Right? Does that mean, like, am I, does that make me less happy because I know there's someone else that are like more attractive than Morgan? Absolutely fucking not. But thanks to social media, we are constantly faced with people, quote unquote, better than, or, and it's just, it's bullshit. I'm in love with Morgan for Morgan's entire package. We have to be, we have to embrace our package and what we come with and Morgan's package and everything that she's about her, 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 her flaws and everything I am in love with. And that is what, that is what made me realize this is the woman that I want to be for the rest of my life. I couldn't give a fuck about anyone else because what I got with Morgan, is it perfect? To social media, apparently it is perfect for you guys. But here's the thing. You guys have no fucking idea how hard we had to work to make this work. If I would have went in pure detail of what the fuck we went through as a couple, I would this would have been like part 100 of our, of like what, of, of our uh, six, seven year relationship and now our first year anniversary, wedding anniversary. Yes, did I, did I compare myself to everybody? You're damn right I did. You guys got to understand. And this is, thing, this is something I want to talk about. I always, and I'm not trying to brag here, but in my crew, I was always known as that person who always had the hottest women. I, even my brother, my brother even admits it. Like, I've always dated fucking supermodels. Matter of fact, I dated... Two models, one of them cheated on me with Skrillex, and the other one, I'm, I'm fucking, so yeah, I'm Eskimo Brothers with Skrillex and PK Subban, sick, were these girls scorching hot? Fuck yeah, how did I get them? Social media, you know, social media is a fucking fishing pool of, uh, uh, of just thirsty women and thirsty men, I dated a fuck ton of women. Because I was so uncomfortable being alone. So uncomfortable. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take... I was up all night. I was not happy. I didn't know why. And I was just so passionate to love other people. And to get people to... to, to, So I could feel like I'm loved by somebody else. And then... Bam, that's when my insecurities, I poured out all my insecurities on, on, on these ladies, on the women. Keep in mind, some ladies were just batshit fucking crazy. A little fun fact for you guys here. I dated a lot of fucking gorgeous women and all of them had insecurities. We all do. Just because they're perfect online ain't, don't mean shit. Some, some of them were like, yo, you're not at all what I thought. And like after like a week, it was like, yo, shit, I'm done with this shit, bro. Like this is not all what I wanted. This is not all what I expected. Did I date women for their looks and uh, 
for the fact that they live super close to my training facility? Absolutely. Did I use women? Absolutely. Did I get my heart broken? Absolutely. Did I break women's hearts? You fucking bet I did. But after all the fucking, all the heartbreak, all the self-reflection that I've, that I've made on myself, that I chose to make for myself, I could tell you one thing. Ain't no such thing as perfect. You are never going to get that perfect girl that's just like, oh, she really accepts my insecurities. She really doesn't care that I pour my fucking heart out and my insecurities and all my problems that I have. And she just, yeah, just pour it all on me. No, it ain't, it's never going to work like that. And if you've been single for a long time, and if you're the ones who are like, dating's not for me. Dating is just, no one's, no. Here's the thing. Maybe it starts with fucking you. Maybe you've been fucking ignoring the shit that you've been dealing with, and you're just so focused on this, you're just so focused on your quote-unquote checklist of things that you want in a man or you want in a girl, hoping that you could just hide all your insecurities and blend it all with them. Hoping that they could take your fucking baggage. Hey, no one likes baggage. We could take a couple bag. We could take some baggage, of course. But if you're dating people just to ignore and neglect the shit that you're going through, yeah, you're going to be single for a very long time. Not only single, you're going to be fucking unhappy for a very long time. Because there's only so much shit that you could fucking stuck, stick under a rug before people start saying, yo, you got some shit sticking out of your rug, bro. Like, uh, maybe you should clean that shit up. And so when I first met Morgan, I was going through this transition from being an athlete to just an average human being. I didn't talk about this. I didn't go into detail about this, but this was the hardest moment of my life and I just, I completely ignored it until shit hit the fan when I was on vacation. Now, people might understand, well, bro, you were fucking, you're gorgeous, you got a great body, you got a great girl, whatever. Hey, being an athlete was all I knew what to do. And if there's some athletes who are listening to this, or if you know an athlete who is, who just quit their sport or, or, you know, an athlete who needs to listen to this, you fucking give him this goddamn episode because being an athlete was literally all I knew. I sacrificed my life for this. My family did so much for me so I could pursue my dream. And so when you give that up, you have, no, you have no idea what the fuck to do. You have no idea who the fuck you are. And so when I met Morgan, thank God, thank God that I grew up with a mother who really spoke her fuck, spoke my ears off about being present with your emotions and don't ever be afraid to talk about how you feel to the right people. Cause I was in touch with my emotions, but when I met Morgan, I don't know what it was about her, but something told me that, Hey, Justin, for once in your life, you're going to do something new. You are not going to take this fast. You are not going to ask her if she's seeing anyone else. You are not going to fucking judge her of what she does. You are going to enjoy your present life as an individual. 
you are going to enjoy, you are going to be present and you are going to enjoy what you have with, with what you have right now. You're going to enjoy your life. And if it happens and if she just so happens to text you, then take it. If you want to text her, text her. But don't text her with fishing bait. Like, oh, I'm going to send her a text. And if she doesn't answer, yo, fuck that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, we all done that. Like, hey, what's up? And then constantly checking your phone, constantly feeling like, oh, I felt the vibration or like, yo, there were times literally where I would, I was so, I was in such a toxic relationship with women. I literally had to leave my phone at home and I had to go train all day. I had to go to work all day, just hoping that when I, by the time I got home at 1130 at night, I would get a text from the girl. I was in a fucking bad fucking place in my life back then. I remember I was dating this girl. It was the most toxic relationship ever. She uh, like the most toxic relationship ever. I'll never forget. She comes from a very rich family and uh, her dad really didn't like how she was dating quote unquote an athlete. I was literally considered an athlete. Fucking shit fuck people. Um, and I remember her, her, like this woman, her dad literally changed his name because he didn't like his name. Like if that isn't a red flag, like, I don't know what the fuck is. Anyways, he comes from money. And I remember him telling me, I'll never forget this. And this is kind of like what set me off. Um, you're never going to be able to date, uh, my daughter. You're never going to be able to handle, uh, a woman like my daughter because of just who you are. Like, who says that? I remember I was like 19 years old. I had a dream to become an Olympian. I was top five. I was top three in Canada. I was, I was, I was, on, I was on, I was on the road. Like I was, I was going places that really fucking struck me. Dating nowadays is fucking rough. It is messy. It is, it's, it could be shit because we have all these expectations right from the get-go. Oh my God, the first date went so good. I think she's the one. There's something about her. There's something about this person. It's just so, oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, no fucking shit. This is it because this is a break from your fucking reality. You know, people fucking date people. Just to escape from their everyday reality. Bro, when I, here's the thing. Athletes, if you're listening to this, ask yourself how many times you broke your training regiment because this woman, there was something about this girl, bro. I just had to break my training regiment. If, I'll give, and this is as transparent as it gets. If I did not date anyone during my training, I probably would have made it to the Olympics. Hands down. I'll never forget. I dated this woman. She was 30 years old. I was like 21, 22. And this was the first woman I dated. Dated. I thought I was dating. But in the end, she just wanted to fuck. But I was head over heels for her. And how it happened was she just literally asked me, hey, you want to come over after I finish my shift? Oh, yeah. 
I'll, I'll do that. I had training the next day. I called my coach. I, 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 I said I was sick and I fucked the shit. I took her to fuck town and I was head over heels in love, just head over heels in love. Cause I was like, oh my god, this is so different. This is like, I don't know what it is about her. Like, oh my, the lo- we just made love all night. We made love, but like, bro, she just used me. She just wanted to get a little fucking a little. She just wanted to get a big. She just wanted to go to fuck town, and we did that. And she did not text me after, and I was texting her, texting her, texting her. I brought my fucking friends to the restaurant that she was working at. I brought my fucking mom to the restaurant she was working at, bro. And like, dude, I was horrible. Like, I was so insecure with myself. I just needed to be, I just needed to know that I was appreciated and not just loved, just acknowledged. And we, I just brought it up. I brought it on myself and it was just, and then she would call me. She would text me late at night. Hey, you up, you up the whole like ding, you up kind of shit. And, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm up two in the morning. I was supposed to go to fucking training. I was supposed to go to training. You want to come over? I just finished my shift. Yeah. Okay. Fucking called my coach. I did this many times, man. I went through some periods where I had no idea who the fuck I was, but for some reason, I just, I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to, like, I wasn't, like, now looking back at it, I wasn't, I didn't know what to do. All I knew was, like, I just loved the feeling of being acknowledged by other women. And, um, but I don't want to sound like I was fucking Tiger Woods, you know, like, I cheated, like, I, like, uh, I was dating a whole bunch of women at the same time, like, none of that shit. But when I met Morgan, I was single for a very long time. Keep in mind, I went to therapy. I went to therapy for this. I just was not happy. I was traveling. I was, I was good looking. I had the bot. Like everyone says like, oh, Justin, you have it all. Justin, you got the body. You got the charisma. You got the looks. You got, you know, you got an impressive background. I was not happy. I went to therapy for like a year. And that was arguably the biggest, biggest, biggest necessity that I needed in my life. And it was the therapy, the professional therapy that I, that I went through that got me through this relationship with Morgan. Did I fuck up in the relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. We went through it all. I'd never cheated on Morgan. None of that shit. But yeah, I made some fucking mistakes. I slipped and I paid the goddamn price. There was times where I fucked up. Morgan did not want anything to do with me. And I literally went back home and I cried myself to sleep with my mom literally rubbing my hair. And I'm like 22, 20, no, I'm like 26, 27 year, year old man. But we got through it. We got through it. I stopped fighting for, I, I threw out my checklist. I threw out my checklist. Like the whole, oh, I love blondes. I do love blondes. I was always a blonde hair kind of guy. I'm, de- I'm married to a fucking redhead. For fuck's sakes, my kid is going to be a redhead. Like I totally fucked that up. But you know what I mean? Like it's just, 
Everyone has this fucking checklist thanks to social media. You know, like, and it's just, we become so judgmental and we come, and every time we view someone, like we got Tinder, we got, we have temptation at the tip of our fingers. If we want to date someone, if we want to, we have all these dating sites. Everything is done online now. There is no dating, like whatever happened to first dates, whatever happened to like, you know, meeting someone at a bar. You know, when was the last time you guys met someone at a bar or met someone like on the metro or met someone like, like met someone somewhere in the most inconvenient, unorthodox place and you made something out of it? Those are special moments, man, especially nowadays. The internet, we just fucking shy away from our feelings and we just become somebody like we think about what to say online versus when we're face to face oh man you could tell a lot by someone you could tell a lot by somebody just by their by their facial reaction you are on the spot but when you're texting and when you're fucking online with all that you could like i'll get back to you you'll like you'll like take 10 minutes just to make to say that perfect thing everything is perfect 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 online Social media influencers, they just promote their fucking perfect life and their perfect bodies with fitness. By the way, I'm going to fucking, I'm making an episode about that, how you should never, ever, ever listen to fitness influencers ever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got some, I got some good content on that, but it's just enough. I just got a guy yesterday messaging me and he said, Hey man, what you said struck me. And I needed to hear that. I'm dealing with a lot of shit with this girl I'm dating. And he didn't get into it. I asked him, but he he didn't want to get into it. And that's okay. But it's just like, we get so caught up in like the image that we always dreamt of having with a significant other. And if you get so caught up with that image, ain't nothing gonna, it's not gonna, if they don't accept who the fuck you are, mind you, no one's perfect, right? Like there's, there are things that you have to work on yourself. But if you go into a relationship and you pour everything out on that person, yeah, no shit, they're going to run away. I don't blame them. It's normal to have that honeymoon phase. But if you expect that honeymoon phase to be forever, bro, you guys are fucking delusional. Everyone, as soon as, some, as, soon as shit hits the fan, you fucking people run faster than Anja de grass. No one wants to fix shit anymore. Everyone is so focused on perfection, and if there's something a little bit less of perfection, that's considered a red flag. Oh my God, she's, she's talking to somebody else. Yeah, no fucking shit, she's talking to someone else. She's allowed to talk to somebody else. She's single. Since when the fuck, who the fuck gave you that decision, that authority to put a title on, on a person you're talking to? Get the fuck out of here. Fuck off with that shit. You know? And look, I was like that. I was so insecure of myself. I needed to know, hey, yo, it's only me, right? I, like, it's just, it sucks. You have to let it flow. As hard as it is for me to say that, uh, for, for you to understand this, like, whatever happened to just letting it roll? Now, I'm not saying, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to sound like a fucking relationship coach, but Morgan was the first time that I actually let it flow. I was like, hey, look, if, if it happens, it happens. Morgan 
loves me for who I am. And here's the best thing. I didn't change a single thing about myself at that time. I was me through and through. Not like, hey, this is me, bitch. Accept me for who I am. No. But like, I didn't pretend to be somebody I'm not. I was working on myself with certain things. And she came back to me. Not like she had like a fucking list full of guys. Mind you, I would assume she did because she's fucking beautiful. It's just like, if you're jealous, if you're one of the ones that get mad when she goes out to a bar and like guys talk to her, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because here's the thing, guys. If you're dating someone who's really good looking and you know they're really good looking, do you honestly think that there's not a single fucking person in the room that she's going to be in who doesn't think the same thing you think? Like, think about that for a second. Like, come on. And girls too. Wake the fuck up here. You're getting, people are getting mad at their significant other because some girl or some guy spoke to them. Oh my God. As if it's not supposed to happen. Oh, you're mine. Like you're closed off from, 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 from the world. Think about that. How fucking not fun that is that? Is it uncomfortable? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And like I said, as soon as it gets uncomfortable, you fucking run from it. Learn how to adapt to, to like humanity. It's the attraction of the opposite sex, guys. We are running away and we are getting, we are uncomfortable with the attraction of the opposite sex. And that is one of the biggest fucking reasons why people break up. I can't take, like, he's just, he just talks to everyone. Here's the thing. Dating me, dating a Blackburn is very hard. Why? Because my brother and I, we are very talkative, outgoing, extrovert individuals. We could talk to anybody and everybody in a room. Morgan hates that about me at first. But she's used to it now. But at first when we started dating, she, bro, she, she, it's not like she locked me up in a fucking cage like you're not going out. But it's like, okay, like she had to get ready for it, right? And look, every girl and every guy gets ready for that stuff. But like I didn't run from that with her. It's like, oh, fuck, here we go. I got another fucking girl who's fucking uncomfortable with me going out, whatever. I talk to anybody and everybody. It's not like I go up to a girl like, hey, let me buy you a drink. None of that shit. But like, it's just, I'm not going to be that guy either looking down at my feet or looking up at the fucking sky every goddamn place I go. And here's the thing. A lot of you guys listening to this want that to happen. And if you are one of these people, maybe you should actually get some, like figure out why. Why do you feel like that? You're not going to get that answer from me. I'm not a fucking therapist. I'm not a dating coach. Mind you, if anyone knows a dating coach, I would love to have this person on my podcast. And because here, I'm a fitness, this is a fitness podcast. Why am I talking about relationships? Because a lot of women, I get a lot of women that I train who just broke up from their boyfriend and be like, I'm focusing on me. Why do you guys have to start going to the gym as soon as you guys break up with uh, your significant other? That's another thing. A lot, 
of women do this. And a lot of men do this. And you go to the gym and you fucking go ham and you beat the shit out of yourselves and be like, oh, he, he's going to regret his decision. She's going to regret his decision. I'm going to be sexy as fuck. This is a hot girl summer this year, baby. Watch out. As cool as it is, as, a mo- as yes, it's motivating. In the end, you are literally focusing on your health during the darkest times of your life. I'm going to let that sink in. You are focusing on your health and you are focusing on yourself during a dark time, the, arguably a dark, the darkest time of your life, assuming that this relationship meant a lot to you. That's not normal, guys. And trust me, I'm a trainer and a lot of trainers who are listening to this and be like, yo, bro, it's so fucking true. That doesn't make sense. I have an episode... Uh, with a psychologist, Tony Rebic. She's a clinical psychologist and she spoke, she's in that. She's a psychologist. She's been, she's been in the industry for over 30 years. She spoke to everybody and anybody heard everything and everything from everyone. And we focus on the, uh, the priority of feeling good over looking good. And I suggest you guys take a listen to that. I'm going to have her on a lot more. But look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys go with this. Um, this is the last episode. Uh, I'm not going to talk about my son. I already made an episode about that. Um, I'm going to finish off with this. Morgan and I, work. we have worked extremely hard to get to where we are right now as a couple. Are we still working at it? You bet your ass we're working at it. We are in uncharted territories right now. We are now parents. Morgan's going through a lot of shit right now that I have never experienced in my life. Some of it is nonsense, but I'm not saying that to her. I'm there for her. Are we arguing a little bit more than usual? Yeah, you're damn right, because we're somewhat sleep deprived. We're a little bit stressed, and our, our stress triggers are a little bit different, right? Dads are a little bit less stressed than moms. That's a given. But we have established such a solid foundation of teamwork, her and I, we could conquer anything. So are we couple goals? I don't think we're couple goals. But what I can say is I'm fucking proud of who we are as a team. I'm fucking proud of my wife. I'm proud of myself. And we got each other. We are teammates. And, we, and with that being said, we could conquer anything. Anything that life throws at us, anything, because we love each other, we lead with love, we lead with communication, we lead with integrity, we lead with passion, and we lead with honesty. Those are the five pillars that we, that we uh, work on. And we establish that throughout the seven years of being together. A lot of things happened within the first year of our wedding of of our wedding anniversary. We got married, we got pregnant, we lost our fur baby, and we now have a a child. I wouldn't change anything in the world. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Because I'm not posting the fucking shit times. It's not like, oh man, we're Morgan's crying. Morgan's crying. We're in a fight. Let me post this on social media. Who the fuck does that? Mind you, there is definitely a market for that. I can guarantee you that. 
I've been in so I, I I am the we are the I'm 31 years old turning 32. I was born. We were we are the first generation of Facebook. I've never seen that yet. I've never seen fucking hidden cameras all over the house, and uh, this person is uh, runs his account just through arguments. That would be really cool because that would kind of represent, you know, what the fuck real life is. Like I said before, man, life is supposed to be shit. Sorry, it is. It all depends. It's all up to you to make it beautiful and to make it what you, how you want to make it. It's just people fucking run away from adversity. People run away from, from hardship. People run away from all that stuff. But yet in the fitness industry, you guys beat the shit out of yourselves in a, in a group class and then you feel good about it because you got through something that you were struggling with. But then when it comes to relationships, it's like, no, I don't want to deal with that shit. Fuck that. And you just bounce. Fucked up. Something to think about. Anyways, to the love of my life, so I'm just, I'm going to, change this right now. I know you guys didn't expect this, but you guys have to understand Morgan and I are constantly working at it every single day. We are happy as we could be. Seriously, don't get me wrong, but there's times where we're not, but we work at it. So, um, yep. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This is by far, this is going to be the last episode of our wedding anniversary. Uh, it is now July 10th, uh, my one-year wedding, wedding anniversary with the love of my life, Morgan. Um, if I'm going to finish off on a high note, Morgan, um, I am so fucking proud of you. I am so fucking proud of you. I love you more than you will ever know. It's, it's scary. And um, you have shaped me to be the man that I am. I know this podcasting stuff ain't easy. Oh, by the way, guys. You want to know something? You want to know a little, a little secret? Well, a little secret that Morgan and I are dealing with right now. Morgan, like I'm taking time away from my family for podcasting. This is something that I'm super passionate about. This is something that we're going through and we're dealing with it. Morgan loves the fact that I'm super passionate about this. But yeah, I'm having a hard time trying to separate this podcasting stuff with my family life. So that's something that we're going through. We're, 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 we're doing a great job at it though. Anyways, back to you, Morgan, my love. Um, I love you. Uh, you're such a great mom. Happy first wedding anniversary, my love. I know it went by really fast and, um, everything I do, I do for you. And the reason why I'm doing this podcast is so when Landon grows up and he's old enough to listen, he's old enough to have access to the internet, which we all know is going to be a lot earlier than the, than later, uh, he'll be able to hear his dad talk about him, talk about his mom, talk about dad, and uh, talk about fitness, and uh, basically talk about what he's so passionate about. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, listening uh, to this. Really, I really, it's really humbling. I'm actually getting a lot more feedback, a lot more listens about my own personal life than the fitness tips that I'm giving out. Is it is it because your priorities are all fucked up? Maybe, I don't know, but uh, it's really humbling because this is as transparent as it, as it gets. So um, I love you all. Thank you guys so much. Stay tuned for more fitness content. And like I said, please share this to someone who needs to hear this 
Share it on your, uh, on, uh, on your social media platforms. Uh, please go on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star rating so it can be more uh, apparent on, um, on those uh, platforms. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much. And uh, no matter what, relationships, fitness, life, don't forget to keep it simple. Take it easy, guys.